Welcome to Origin Gates' daily podcast called Wisdom's Echo. I'm Ray Hughes, and I'm going to be sharing with you today. And this is not so much a teaching as it is just a, a bit of a, a chat and chatter about a few things musical. Now, we know that there are three kinds of songs in the Word of God. And I dare say there are three kinds of songs in the earth. I'm not talking about musical styles here. Uh, I'm talking about the nature of the of the songs will be either man-to-man songs, man-to-God songs, or God-to-man songs. And when you can find that, of course, lived out all through all through Scripture, you hear that you know man-to-man songs, and then you'll hear the songs that are that are praises unto God, and so they are your your man-to-God songs, and then you hear the prophetic songs where God would use a vessel uh, to speak and to sing or to or to reveal the nature of God through the through the song that was coming through the musician but nonetheless the voice of God being heard as as he revealed his nature through the through the expression of music which is a a powerful force that God put in the earth music is it's a powerful force that he uses to reveal his nature and and now dare say his multifaceted nature. Uh, remember, for example, when, and I'll, I'll just say it, I'm going to paraphrase this in a way that hopefully it'll be even more revealing. Like when Samuel said to Saul, Saul, when the musicians play, you will be changed. Hmm. Now consider that for a second. When the musicians play, you will be changed. They're carrying an expression of God's nature, also his intent and his desire. And so when they release the tones and the sounds into the air, the atmosphere was carrying the resonance or the frequency of God's desire. It was sewn into Saul's spirit and his mind, will, and emotions and his desires, his intent, his life changed. When the musicians play, you will be changed. Now, of course, we know that those musicians were coming down off of the, uh, of the hill of God there at Samuel's Mountain. And there was, a, there was a garrison of Philistines around. But these musicians were walking, coming down off of that mountain where they had been in the presence of the Lord, and they had been sitting under the tutelage of Samuel. And they knew and understood the validity and the power that they were carrying in the sound realm because they were carrying God's desire, God's intent, the sound of God's doings, if you will. Now, that, that's a pretty powerful example of uh, God-to-man songs. And again, let me repeat the three for you, man-to-man songs, which are valid and necessary uh, because, again, music is a force that, that impacts and influences us on so many levels, on emotional levels, uh, as well as psychological, emotional, as well as our, our, our circulatory system responds to music, our nervous systems. You know, our nervous system is typically moved more by high frequency. Our circulatory systems are moved by low frequencies. But nonetheless, here, here you have across those thresholds and across the, those tonal thresholds, if you will, uh, God has the ability to reveal 
his purposes and awaken his purposes in us. And so you have man to man, you have man to God, and uh, which again is in that praise realm. But you know, truth and beauty are always dressed in simplicity and wonder. And through this, through the simplicity of music and tone, and God's desire, He can reveal truth, and He can reveal the beauty of His nature, and He can reveal truth to those who don't even have an ear to hear necessarily, can actually experience his presence and be changed, even down to a cellular level as we respond uh, to music that is carrying the desires and intent and purposes of God. And so let me say it again, truth and beauty are always dressed in simplicity and wonder. Those instruments those guys were playing coming down off the hill of God. I dare say if we saw those instruments today, and I've got some I've got some antique, very old, very old antique sounds. Even here in my office, I have some of those instruments like pibgorns and shepherd's pipes and strings and, and wind instruments and so on. And I dare say that those old instruments, when we look at them and see how crude they were built, but, but think about it, guys. It was their technology of the day. It was the technology that would carry their expressed truth and beauty. What you believe to be beautiful in your life will always find its way into your art. If you let it be simple, even, in its, even in, sometimes in, in its very raw, rugged form, let it be simple and allow God to make it wonderful. You know, there are, there are tones and frequencies and sounds that God holds in heaven waiting for, waiting for people in this realm to access that heavenly realm and bring that music to the, bring that music to the earth. Because, see, God designed music and worship and creativity to awaken the true you to experience the true Him. You don't ever hear anything about Saul experiencing God prior to that moment where, where Samuel put that prophecy in motion, put that truth in motion. But, you know, God designed, as I said, God designs music, worship, and creativity to awaken the true you to experience the true him. Abandon the boundaries that you've erected around your personality for a minute. Let's just, let's just forget about those, bound, those boundaries that, where we get, we get all trapped in our minds trying to intellectually uh, or logically process the wonder and the truth and beauty of God. Let's stay out of the intellectual realm for a moment and just consider this. Today is the day that you cease to protect yourself by guarding your dreams and your life and your purpose and, and hiding your heart. What if we just get vulnerable and transparent and just begin to welcome God and His creativity and, and, and ability to access the, the depth of who we are? and awaken every dream that he dreams for us. See, creativity, music, and true worship really happen when silence tells its dreams. And so often we want to hold those things and 
you know, not be vulnerable and not be transparent about it. The fact is, you might be one prophecy away from hearing a sound and hearing a song that comes out of heaven and changes you into everything that you were created to be. Even as it happened to Saul. For art, especially music, as I said, is the most confident voice of silence. Tell God your dreams. And tell God your dreams today as a part of your expressed worship and as a discipline, almost as a devotion. Why don't you go ahead? You know, when you're talking to him, you could be also speaking to you. Awaken to the change that you're created for. Step into the new day. Sing your dreams. Paint your dreams. Dance your dreams. Write your dreams. Sculpt or carve or make jewelry while you, while you dream out loud to God. Isn't that kind of a beautiful idea? To allow your creative expression to come, be, become a part of your disciplined life of devotion and worship and prayer? Turn your pottery wheel into a dream machine. Dream in every key or chord or note that you can play on your instrument. Uh, this is not about performance. This is about stepping into a place in the presence of God and, and allowing that vulnerable, transparent place just between you and him to say yes to what he says about you, which is, you know, let's call it prophecy for a moment. The things that God has prophesied into your future that you uh, many times abandon because they feel like there's, it's just too outrageous. There's too many boundaries that you've erected around your personality that protect you. I don't want to be protected from the desires and the will of God. Allow your creativity and your dream life to, to demonstrate your ability to be heard by God. Let it be a, a man-to-God song or sound in you today. Let God hear the true you. Lord, I'm weak, but you're strong. Lord, I, I'm in a place that I'm, I'm confused. Lord, help, help that confusion just uh, fall away today. And let me, let me behold you in all your glory. Let God hear the true you. Don't bring him some religious rhetoric and flowery poetry. Don't, don't, don't surround your life with uh, red roses and, and uh, blue violets. Let your vocabulary find its—let your prayer find its truest voice. See, God designed music to alert us to the beauty of who he is. And also, it's one of the great— one of the greatest expressions of of our humanity is musical. And of course, there's a certain amount of personal fulfillment and elation that comes with achieving some kind of uh, some amount of skill and artistry with our music. but but if you're only using your artistic expression for therapy or overcoming some sense of personal insignificance and finding self-importance, 
well, you're not really experiencing God's best for your music or your art or your sound or your songs or your prayer or uh, expressed love. You know, those are pitiful reasons for expressing your art. Art can be therapeutic, but it's not about therapy. You can wind up in a trap. You're trapped in a deep mire of self-centeredness around those kind of ideas. God has something so much better for you. Get in the Word of God and let the book of Psalms be what it's supposed to be. The Word of God is, is that truth that's transformative and, and reveals in, uh, the nature of God. Sing the Word of God today. Paint the Word of God today. Dance the Word of God today. See, the book of Psalms is a hymn book. Uh, it's a prayer book. It's a devotional. It's a song book. It's a personal journal is what the Psalms are. Find your life in the Psalms. It's filled with, uh, with uh, promises, and it's filled with poetry and praise. It's also filled with prophecy. You might just need to hear a prophetic word and sing it to yourself today. Uh, you know, memorizing uh, Scripture is an important aspect of meditation, but there's a whole lot more. Memorizing Scripture is one thing. Singing the truest you and all that prophecy is meant to be uh, and, and processed and personalizing the Word of God in, into your life. Uh, that's, that somewhat makes you a psalmist, doesn't it? Well, to be a psalmist, I know we like to say that the psalmists are the musicians, but, and that's true, but to be a psalmist is just to interact with the presence of God and value His Word like David and, and others did when they were penning those psalms. And when we do that, we meditate upon His Word, we allow it to be a part of our daily expressed worship. Wow, what a way to worship. Value that word. Spend time. Think of it like this. To spend time in the word is to spend time with the word. Now, there's an idea for you. You know, I just want to encourage you to not only read the Psalms, but write the Psalms. Yeah, slow your life down and write down every word of that psalm. Write a psalm every day. Meditate on it. Sing it. Pray it. Do it and make it audible as an expression of activating that truth, applying those words to your life. Sing it. We're, we're all meant to be psalmists that voice our songs and our prayers. There's, these are beautiful ways to express your worship, guys. For such wonder is not only reserved for the just for the musical and creative ones. Think of this beautiful expression as your your hand, eye, and heart coordination is an avenue for you to worship more fully as your pen dances across the silent page. Let your song be known. When the musicians play, you will be changed. Hmm. Hey, time's up. So sorry. Gotta go. God bless you. We'll see you next time.